Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. Today we are going to journey together into a fascinating presentation of resilience, creativity, and artistic magic. At 80 years old, Jenny Delange is still a powerhouse of creativity. She's also a self-proclaimed dyslexic ceramic artist, and she likes to turn challenges into pure artistic gold. Jenny grew up during World War II in her grandparents' house, the one with the magical forested garden. And one of the things that really stuck with her from those early days was a trip to the ballet to catch Peter and the Wolf. It was a moment that reinforced the adorable childhood belief that toys and animals really get the whole world. I wanted to share that little tidbit of backstory with you because it sets the foundation for her latest work. This is a new gentle way of looking at how human beings caught in the conflict of war cope with resilience, laughter, camaraderie, and amazing strength. She's written a new book called We Will Never Forget, and it features the velvet edition of a lovable little stuffed mouse. I think you know the one. Beautiful little toy, which is made of velvet. It's not like a modern Mickey Mouse. It's very soft. Um, he's held together with wire and doesn't have a very startled expression. He just has a knowing, innocent expression that a child would be used to. This particular toy belonged to her father, so it's very old and quite a bit different than the version we're used to today. But it's definitely him observing the world in his own unique way. Her father loved that toy. She says he brought it with him everywhere, which is kind of how this whole thing got started. Have you ever seen social posts on Instagram or Facebook that have a small toy acting as the observer? My daughter uses a small llama that she takes with her. She keeps it in her purse and takes it wherever she goes. Instead of taking a selfie in front of something like, say, the Eiffel Tower, she would place the llama there. Oh, she'd get her face in plenty of the photos, believe me, but these fun little llama photos made it seem like he was quite the world traveler. For many years, I've been sending out a lot of posts to friends, and I'd always used this observer, and he belonged to my father-in-law came out of medical school in about 1924. A third of his class in that, at that time had died from infection, no antibiotics. But Mickey Mouse has also been, this, he is the observer, he appears on every page with beside every picture. He has observed war in reality because my father-in-law, who was a doctor, ran a prisoner of war hospital for Italians outside Cairo. So what Jenny does is she juxtaposes the observer with artwork that she's created symbolizing some aspect of war. War is something that none of us wants, but we all have been touched by it in some way or another. Her book, We Will Never Forget, is a gentle reminder of those times. Now, as an artist, Jenny sees the world with a unique artistic vision, and she understands the power of contrast. She decided that because it was so unusual to use two very different art forms to illustrate a subject, that it would make an interesting creation. And she was right. There have been lots of different things written and created about the heroism and suffering caused by war. Whether it be movies, novels, paintings, or poetry, you might be thinking of something right now. But she says the effect on humanity is less often discussed. 
it doesn't sink in or it's too horrible that we look away. And I think there are a lot of people who still want to be able to empathize or feel these emotions. So that the poems and the illustrations are like listening to tiny tunes or lyrics. They're not haiku, but they're short like haiku. And they just give people a taste of what it feels like to walk in the shoes of somebody who is in the predicament of war. And then they can walk on again and go back into their own traumatic lives. Poets and painters and everybody likes to just feel the heart of those people just for a little while. I feel like I should clarify something here. While we are talking about war, these photos are not at all gruesome. In fact, they're just the opposite. They're all reflective and very original. She uses her ceramic paintings as the backdrop for most of them. For example, in one of them you'll see the observer looking at a backdrop of blue and yellow colors separated by a jagged red line to symbolize the war in Ukraine and the bloodshed and the loss of life felt by the people that live there. After a while, that heals, and you only remember the really good times, but it is very painful at the time. So I think it's, a life is extremely complex, and it isn't one thing all the time. That's, I think, if you are in the Ukraine and living there, that you still um, dance, and you still fall in love, and you still, if you're an old lady, think, what can I do? And so you put a grenade or medical supplies in a basket, get on your bicycle, and take it to the front line. In other photos, he might be placed near a flower to show loss, or a kerosene lamp to demonstrate lighting the way, or just a watercolor-style painting of a bicyclist with a cello on his back, riding off to play where the birds sing and the sounds of war are at a distance. I think the th thing that surprised me the most was how people, um, the responses that I got from people who after a little while couldn't, couldn't wait for what I was going to send out next Saturday and were amazed at how there were more and more things that I kept thinking of that they would have, they themselves would have thought of quite easily. And they spoke such lovely things. I just can't wait to hear what Mickey Mouse has said. And then they would be terribly sad and hurt they, by what they were reading, that they could recover and go on through the day. It makes us feel a very powerful human emotion. Why are we drawn toward war? Horror movies, even true crime podcasts. Somewhere in there lies a complex interplay of psychological, emotional, and cultural factors. And all of that might be a little too deep for this edition of Newsgram, but at the essence of Jenny's work is our mind's ability to navigate and make sense of those intense experiences in a controlled environment, and then walk away unharmed with just our feelings to guide us. And, the, and how people, even when there's only rubble and their house is completely smashed, they still know that um, the spring will come and flowers will grow again. It's not about the horrors, it's about how people have hope and how they know that they will dance and laugh, but it will be under a black moon. Our lives, the things we're exposed to, they shape who we are. Our experiences motivate us. 
Jenny reflects on her life growing up during World War II with her father, the doctor, who was also a real-life war hero, and the stories he shared of camaraderie, daredevil escapades, laughter, determination, and sacrifice. I was alive in the last World War, and my father, who flew, who was a squadron leader of New Zealand's only dive bomber squadron, um, used to come home on leave, and he would come home in high spirits, I think really buoyed up probably with adrenaline from the fear and the uh, excitement and the thrilling times and that he had had with his friends. There was immense camaraderie and at the same time terrible fear that you wouldn't return from the next flight. And I think he always carried with him this feeling that he was here on borrowed time, that he was beyond lucky to have survived. That sense of borrowed time was probably driven by the fact that half of his squadron didn't make it back. All these things make up the work of Jenny Delange, including the idea that life is a gamble. If you know anything about ceramics, you can understand that. Every time she throws one of her creations into the kiln, there's a risk. 60, I'm in my 80s, and so for 60 years I've made ceramic paintings. Now, ceramic paintings are very different from oil paintings. They're like uh, shiny floor tiles with a beautiful picture on them, and you use silicates, lead, and cadmium to ground up to look like glass to paint on a large tile. And then this poor tile gets shoved into a kiln and it's there for three days and reaches about a thousand degrees. When it comes out, not like an oil painting, which you can stand back and look at and think, oh, I couldn't adjust this, I could do that. Out of the kiln comes this amazing experience, which is your child, really. It's like stained glass, glittering and sparkling in all the gray paint colors, because silicates are all, all gray colors, have changed and you've suddenly got Brilliant, brilliant colors. Can you see her passion? It's no wonder her exhibitions sell out. And now she's using her ceramic paintings and her life experience as a backdrop for the observer, a vintage, worn-out velvet toy witnessing the devastation of war. I think it appeals to anybody who just want to have a little glance at the heart and how you can walk it in the shoes of people in difficulties. It also appeals to um, teenagers because I think teenagers are fascinated to hear about what life is like in wartime. And so uh, it, I think we just have a slightly different uh, slant on how life is compared with today and the, the teenagers like to hear that. It's not just teenagers. I mean, I'm on the very end of the baby boomer era, and for me, my experience was quite a bit different. I grew up with a war that nobody wanted to talk about, and it really hasn't changed. When it comes to war, the world can be a very dark, a very ugly place. Whether you're talking about Vietnam, or September 11th, or modern wartime, it's all very dark. But no matter what age you are, I think we can all agree with one thing. We will never forget. And Jenny has helped to solidify that testament in her book. We must never give up. We must hang on to the truth, our own truth, and that we must remember that spring will come again 
and things will always get better. So, are you ready for a journey through Jenny's world where each ceramic piece, accompanied by a child's toy, fuels a poem that tells the story of resilience, of risk, of the timeless power of art and war? The book we will never forget is available right now at all the places where you like to shop for books. We put a link to Amazon and Barnes & Noble in this show's description for you. Oh, and if you Google Jenny, be sure you spell her name with a G. And then enjoy. And thank you for your time and patience with this emotional episode of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com. Newsgram.